Hi, it's Mark, and welcome to Nice to Alpha Life, a personal development podcast for men. In today's episode, I'm speaking with my good friend Z. Z is a 32 years old Irish Pakistani, a successful entrepreneur, and a self made millionaire. He recently broke up with his girlfriend, and this breakup will be the focus of our conversation. We will look critically at some of the things that went wrong and highlight some of the key learnings from this breakup. Amongst other things, we will discuss red flags that Z chose to ignore. We will look at power disbalance and emotional manipulation that established itself over time. We will look at nice guy behavior and traits that contributed to the downfall of the relationship. And we will also look at the opportunity cost of staying in a relationship without a future. All of those topics were highly interesting and I very much enjoyed the conversation with Z and think you will get a lot of value out of it. Now, without further ado, let's jump straight into it. This is Mark and today I have a special guest with me, Z. Hi Z, how are you doing? Yeah, very good, Mark. How's things? I'm good, I'm good. So, yeah, Z, we know each other, I think, for now about maybe five, six years. Um, we met um, f- through uh, a mutual friend of ours at um, improv class, right? You've been you've been kind of watching me doing improv, uh, and I always say, you know, there's this. As a man, you you need to improve yourself. You need to do things. And I've been doing stand up. I've been doing improv. And as you know, me as a German guy, I sometimes can be a little bit stiff. Can be a little bit, you know, the small talk is not my strength. So I did those things and that's how we got to know each other. And then we actually noticed that we have a lot of things in common, you know, around Mm -hmm. improvement, getting better, moving forward and it being it in relationships or career. So over the last five, six years, we had, I think, hundreds of different conversations. We've been together uh, on, on vacation trips, being it in Cancun, you know, approaching girls together, having drinks, celebrating your birthday in Budapest, you know, with like 20 other guys shooting guns, going out, going to strip clubs and, and just having a good time, a good blast and obviously having a lot of conversations along the way, but also um, looking at your kind of past relationships where we had, you know, where you... Um, where we through like from the start to the middle part to the end of those relationships had interactions, mm. shared advice with each other and just went kind of like really been there for each other, kind of like in good and the bad and the ugly and kind of went through this. So um, and today we kind of want to cover a little bit of that, uh, especially uh, things around your latest relationship. But before we jump into that, maybe do a quick introduction of who you are, what you do, and, and maybe also the things we've done together. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Mark, you've done a great summary, actually, so I don't need to touch upon that too much. Uh, I think both of us, we, we had different paths, but ultimately the same goal of self-improvement, personal development, and becoming the best version of ourselves. Uh, completely different backgrounds where we actually come from, but fundamentally, we believe in the right thing, and we believe in the progress of oneself. So I think that's what kind of brought us together in uh, in that regard. Uh, so name is Zahir. Friends call me Z. Uh, Irish born, 
but to Pakistani parents. So I've uh, been brought up in this little Catholic forward slash Muslim dilemma for all my life, but I, 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 I manage it fairly well. Uh, uh, you could regard me as a bit of a late bloomer. Uh, I don't think I had any relations or even technically probably spoke to a woman until I was maybe uh, 17, 16, 17 when I went to university. And uh, in universities where I properly uh, sort of came into myself a little bit. Uh, prior to that, I was 23 stone, very heavy guy, very fat, didn't know how to spell gym. Uh, food intake was terrible. I was probably eating takeaway four or five times a week. And it was down to just not knowing that there was another side to life, not knowing that there is a healthy, cleaner, more alpha-minded um, way of actually approaching life. And just, it was this bit, you know, deep hole that I would just keep following into and just going into and, uh, and, and, and without knowing that how deep this hole could get. Um, so yeah, Zahir, 32, Irish Pakistani, uh, moved to London uh, at the age of 24. Uh, very quickly found my feet within IT sales, worked for some very large corporations, and very quickly realized that there's a clear niche in the market that I can capitalize on, from which I set up my own company in 2016. In 2020, we got acquired. I'm still with the same company. And uh, yeah, things are looking uh, very good for me on a financial sense. But uh, besides that, other things in my life have also improved. So I'm no longer that fat 23 stone old guy. Um, and yeah, things have been good. And uh, one of the reasons for that has been maintaining a nice circle, maintaining a nice crew of people around me, out of which, Mark, you're one of them. Yeah, no, that 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 all sounds great. And I've been I've been quite impressed with with your journey. Uh, I, I think I told you that many times before, but I think one of the most characteristic that stand out for me about you is your positivity toward life and your confidence, right? No matter if you're working on your body or you're working in your career, you never lose the positivity in the moment, even though you go through tough, tough situations. And sometimes you are almost too positive to your own detriment, because when we speak, you always put everything in a positive spin, mm -hmm. even though maybe on the ground, things look not as, as, as good, right? Mm -hmm. And this is what I almost like when we had conversations before, almost criticized you because you're like when i ask you how is it going with your queen you usually say you know here here a few bits and bobs that are not as good but overall it's great mm. and then two weeks later the relationship is over and i'm like what happened in the meantime yeah <laughs> right so um i think it's it's a good it's a good um way of jumping actually into the conversation mm -hmm. and just for for the people who are listening to this to set a little bit the scene, what we usually do or what we've done lately is because we're qu both quite busy, what we do is we record voice notes over WhatsApp to each other. When we get the chance, we actually um, listen to those and then make notes and respond whenever we have time to this. And then we have that back and forth. But then you suggested, hey, Mark, how about we just have a call and record this and maybe make it also available to other people because they can maybe get uh, quite some value out of this. So basically what we're going to do now, we're going to have that conversation that we usually have in private uh, public and just kind of discuss your um, a little bit your last relationship and uh, why it's ended. Right. And, and we you know what what may be early 
indicators were for that and then mm -hmm. how you you know what you've seen what you maybe have missed and so on and so forth and i already gave you quite a little bit of feedback so you're going to respond to that now but before we do that maybe if you could set in the next kind of like two to three minutes set the scene you know what the relationship was about yeah. uh, and kind of the things you said to me uh before i kind of gave you my feedback to that so mm -hmm. just kind of set the scene what the relationship was about before we jump into it sure mark uh maybe before setting the scene of the current relationship that i you know recently had it's maybe better just to give a quick uh update on you know how things started when i came into london so yes um, you know fresh faced came into london not knowing much about how the dating scene worked uh not understanding that you know not only do we have more access to women but there's also a higher competition level to it as well so you know for every man that's you know you think is out there there's probably uh, you know every type of girl that can actually um get attention from that man as well so it's not necessarily myself up in my game and trying to speak to her and get uh, get to know her a little bit better um but yeah so moved over at age 24 into london uh found it a little bit hard for the first couple of years uh, made a lot of mistakes i was your typical nice guy maybe even to this point I still hold some of those nice guy characteristics, uh, which I am trying to uh, somehow remove out of my uh, my day to day. Uh, but very quickly, I picked up a method that uh, really worked for me, and it was exactly what we utilize in sales. It's managing a pipeline. So you have at the very top your 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 leads. You have your ultimately your uh, ways of communicating with women and how you meet women. So what are you yeah. met with on dating apps? Whether you've met him during the daytime, you've met him in the nightclub, you've met him, whether it's in the library. Um, you know, you're collecting numbers, you're figuring out exactly, um, you know, whether this person filter, you know, either in or out, whether this person is worth your time, worth somebody spending uh, some quality time with you. So you have that at the top of the funnel. And then on the next layer, there is obviously uh, the potential for her to become a regular, somebody who, you know, what you're going to be spending. Uh, a little bit of time with, maybe not giving her the full girlfriend experience, but somebody you manage a part of your rotation, bless you. Um, and then from that, generally, there is a queen status. So out of all those regulars, there might be one potential woman that you have a particular uh, space in your heart and you really want to make her basically the queen in your overall rotation. And she gets privileges that the other girls probably won't get. So that's been... I'd say the, the, the normal go-to for me. So you have leads at the very top, then regulars, then the queen. And the ultimate goal is wifey. Somebody that, you know, you want to build a family with. Somebody you want to basically um, have children with. Somebody who's going to be the future mother of your children. So for me, that has been the rule. Now, the one thing that I've not been able to find is a potential that can turn into a wifey. And that's where me and you were having conversations back and forth on uh, where maybe I'm going wrong and where we you know, maybe I need to improve. So setting the scene, um, this particular lady uh, met her on a date nap uh, a year and a half ago. This was in London. Uh, things progressed very nicely. I was dating multiple girls at the time. So as part of my rotation and my regulars, uh, very quickly uh, realized that, you know what, this girl's got potential to move up to queen status. The reason being very kind, nurturing, caring, everything uh, that I would want in a potential partner for long-term uh, reasons. Uh, she was bringing to the table uh did i see her as potential wifey status or was there any uh potential there early stage yes there was but until you dig deeper into who the person is or until you find out some of those red flags or some of those key uh areas of 
areas of deficiency you don't quite know but the next step up for her was queen so uh within maybe uh six months i would say we started doing things that i would regard as uh, boyfriend girlfriend type of uh, situation so whether we're going on holidays together or whether we are spending uh, more time together weekends together where everybody else all the other girls would probably get weekdays so yeah things progressed very very nicely uh it came a point in my career where i had to make a move away from london and move to dubai and uh, subsequently she actually helped this particular lady she helped with the whole move she helped me pack up my old apartment get everything on a plane and then bring it over here into dubai and then other things like finding an apartment, getting the whole apartment decked out, you know, furniture, plates, all that kind of stuff that as, as a very busy man, I just don't have the time to do. I'm too busy closing deals and working on the business. So she was able to take ownership of that. So small things like that where a lot of women would have been like, well, you're, you're leaving to go to Dubai. I'm in London. You know, it's a long distance thing. I'm not interested. This girl kind of wanted to give it a try. She kind of recognized that, okay, this type of man maybe is worth pursuing a little bit more. And for me, it made sense to pursue it as well. So that was the uh, latest until maybe uh, start of the year. Uh, then obviously she's having to go back to London. I'm in Dubai. There's that long distance thing. There's lonely nights. Uh, obviously at this point, the London regulars are gone. I'm not seeing them. And now I have to build up a new rotation. I have to build up a new regular system here in, um, in Dubai. Tried that for a couple of months whilst we were away. Uh, some success, but nothing major. And I think once I went back to London over the summer holidays, over the summer period, uh, that's where she found out that, you know, I was on date naps and I was seeing other girls during my time in Dubai. We had some type of an argument. And I think at this point, it's where I some submitted. And I came to the point where I submitted to her frame and her requirements and what she wanted out of the relationship as opposed to standing firm and saying, well, this has always been me. This is how I do things. And, you know, an element of that was fear of losing her, knowing that, okay, well, I think this might be one straw too much and it's going to break the camel's back. And for her, this will be a non-negotiable and she's going to move on. So I think an element of that was, um, you know, the potential of losing her. Uh, but the second part was, you know, maybe there is some potential of turning this uh, queen into wifey, turning her into a potential um mother of my children so there was two dynamics just playing into my head and i think the third one being openly uh very openly and candidly with you um is lack of other regulars because i had at this point dropped everybody in london and nobody really in dubai all my uh if you want to call it validation or any, any anything what you whatever you want to call it all my eggs are in the one basket with her so i think there was probably three of those things that were playing on cut a long story short we broke up um, very recently, probably uh, six weeks ago. Uh, reasons being that I, over the past three months, had picked up a pattern of behavior that I was not happy with. She had become very much manipulative, uh, blackmailing, uh, just emotionally playing on everything that I was doing. Nothing that I would do would be good enough for her. And I think it was during the point where I had given her girlfriend, uh, girlfriend status uh, over the summer where she took that to Liberty and she used to play on that with me, knowing that she has full control of not control, but she has full autonomy over myself, knowing that I'm not seeing other girls. I'm not chasing after them, not basically, uh, being desired by anybody else because I'm not putting myself out there. I think it gave her a level of comfort, but on top of that, 
it allowed her to do things which in hindsight I'm, I'm thinking I should have never allowed. So a few things like that happened and uh, yeah, broke up six, uh, six weeks ago. Since then, it's been basically uh, getting myself back into the routine that I was originally on, working out, eating healthy, you know, working on my company and then figuring out some side projects and side hustles that ultimately uh, lead on to what my future vision is and my uh, future goals. Uh, have I gotten back onto the bandwagon in terms of dating yet? Not quite. I think I, I, I don't think it's um, healthy for me to jump right into something uh, straight away or even just for a quick shag, just jumping into bed with someone. I think it's more important to spend a little time working on myself, figure out, okay, what ultimately am I looking for and what areas do I need to uh, work on personally to make myself the best version of myself so that actually I'm not chasing women, women are chasing me. So I know you asked for two yeah. minutes, I've probably given you five minutes, Mark. I hope you're okay. No, it, it, it was great. It's good. Um, I'm also noticing as we speak, it all makes sense to me because first of all, we know each other for so long, right? And also we talked about these topics for a bit, but I also tried to see how maybe people who, you know, just lis listening to that, where they might be a little bit confused. So it's one of the things that I would like to clarify, which is for, for us goes without saying, when we get to know a girl, our default state is not to be exclusive to her, mm. right? So we, when we date a girl, it doesn't mean we don't date anyone else, mm. right? And as you said, it's almost like a, a funnel. You, you have several girls you date, and then based on how the girls are, with some, it gets more serious, and others just disappear automatically, almost, right? So that girl was one of the girls that where it became more serious, but you still kept dating other girls, right? Mm. And her assumption was that you don't. Yeah. Right? And over time, those two things clashed, where I think, like you said, six or nine months in, she noticed, wait a second, you're seeing other girls, mm. right? And that's where you've been like almost at a, and I said it in the past, at a crucial point to decide what are you going to do? Are you going to put your foot down and tell her, yes, that's how it is? Yeah. Right. Or are you going to basically give in to what she wants you to do, which is be completely exclusive? Yeah. Right. And then you said a word that no man wants to say when they're in a relationship. You submitted to her demands. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and that's a great thing between us because we're honest about that, right? Mm -hmm. We understand that's maybe not the best thing you should do in relationship. And it almost, as I said to you before, the relationship, if you do that, it is over at this point because mm -hmm. everything else is just how bad is it going to turn? Um, and you then said about you had hopes and, and fears, fears that she leaves you and a hope that she becomes a wife, mm -hmm. right? And it all, and then you almost had that dependency on her because you had no other options, right? And all of that, all of that structure, almost the bits and pieces, mm. what I they do, they bring actually not the best out of you, not yeah. the strong confidency. They bring out the worst out of you, the nice, submissive, nice guy. Mm. And no woman, you know, by default is attracted to that. So what is she going to do? She's yeah. going to leash out, act out, and actually be not her best. Mm. And when, when you've been dating other girls or you had other options, 
you've been more of a dominant man and she saw you as that and yeah. was in check, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of just to put it in, 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 in perspective. And I think you agree with all of those points. I think at this stage, it maybe makes sense just to go through the notes that you had based on my last comments. And then we can, we can kind of go back and forth on this. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, one of the you know, differences that you and I have is how we structure so the, the, the funnel. So your yeah. funnel is structured in a way where you have you know, potential of leads, so coming in, becoming regulars, becoming a queen, and then that particular queen is someone who will become your wife. So yes. Someone who will become the mother of your children. It's, it's who has a clear potential. Yes to be the mother of my children. You're not going to be a queen if you can't be that. So I kind of, those two things are for me the same. Hmm. And my version of it is, again, the leads you get in, the regulars, the queen, but not necessarily this queen becomes the wife. And, and yes. the discrepancy here comes from the queen status is probably given to someone prematurely from my side but it's given because I'm putting that one person above everybody else and giving more priority to them. That is the stage where I'm qualifying this person further on. That is the stage where I'm figuring out, okay, well, let me figure out what the red flags are in a potential situation where, you know, is this someone who can be the mother of my children? Can she have the necessary qualities to be a caring, loving mother? Can she? And, and as a regular, although you still get an opportunity to, ask questions, figure that person out, get to know them a little bit better. It's a better way to qualify them out at that stage rather than qualify in. Meaning you might meet a girl who tells you as a regular, hey, I, I, I sleep with 20 men a year. You know, okay, straight away, this girl is not going to be the potential for a future wife. Yeah. But if a girl tells you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 30, but I've, you know, I've had five boyfriends and I've slept you know, five guys only in my whole life. You don't necessarily qualify her out, but you still give her the benefit of the doubt. Okay, you know what? Every every other box is ticked. But maybe this one I'm not too sure about, or there's other elements of her life that you're not too sure about right now and you still want to figure it out. I elevate that to queen status. So for me, where you have a, you know the potential, uh, the queen is a potential wifey based on clear indicators. For me, it's probably not as clear when it comes to indicators. And the reason is, for me, in a wifey, I'm still fucking figuring out what areas mean the most important to me. What areas do I need 100% non-negotiable? And what areas am I willing to live with? And I think this is just a mental battle as a 32-year-old I've never really had to have until, you know, once you cross that 30 mark, that's, that, that's when you generally start thinking about having kids and just figuring that out. Before that, it's very rarely a, a part of your... Um, uh, Hot process. So now yeah. it's almost like, well, hold on a minute here. What what does future mother of my children actually look like? You know, what kind of person do I need? So it's almost like reverse engineering that, and that's where sort of the split is. So your one, one of your points was very much like, well, Z, you're very contradictory on what you're saying. Meaning, you know, you're chasing after girls that are older. You're chasing after girls who's you know 29, 30, 31. And, you know, you've always justified it on the basis of, well, you get on really well with them and stuff like that, which I still agree. Dating an older woman or dating somebody who's late 20s, early 30s 
has generally been a good fit for me on a mental level, like on an emotional level, getting to figure out that person and knowing that I don't necessarily need to educate this person on the way of life or the way of how the world works. I don't necessarily need to teach her much on that side. But it leaves very little room for error. Because if I do want to make this girl a potential wife, I only have a capability of maybe one or two, two, two years to make that work. So it's added pressure that I put on myself, which after having a conversation with you, I do realize is probably the wrong way to go about it. And it's maybe, okay, bring back my criteria to maybe 25, where I give myself that extra time. So contradiction, 100% accepted. I think clear, clear on that format where if I go for someone who's 30, there's a limited time window where we can potentially build a family anyway. So I'm actually putting myself at a disadvantage. So there is a certain level of contradiction and there is a certain level of, um, you know, well, Z, you're saying one thing, but on the other hand, you want the other thing. It's like, okay, well, shit, you're dead right. I got to, I got to bridge that gap. I got to, I got to make one sacrifice. Either I settle for one or two kids with somebody who's 30 or, you know, what, I choose someone who's 25 and maybe look at having four or five kids. So that's one point I, I agree with. And there's, 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 there's actually more to this uh, because you might tell me one benefit of why an older woman, right? And one of the main benefits, which I agree with, is an older woman, more experienced in the sense of, doesn't necessarily mean she had more guys, but more experienced in the sense of how the world is, maybe better conversations, more mature in a sense, yeah. right? Okay, let's take that point. I would even, there are things that I would disagree there with, but let's take that point as it is. But the flip side of that is not only that you have a very small window if you want to make them their, your wife. Mm -hmm. It's not only that, biologically, you have a small window. Mm -hmm. It's also when you get an older woman that is single, let's mm -hmm. say she's 30, she's single, and you want to make her mother yeah. of your children. You took a woman who most likely picked career over mother. Mm -hmm. Right? That's already her attitude that she brings to the table. Mm -hmm. Because she had, she could have had children with 22. Okay, maybe unrealistic in today's society. But let's say 26, mm -hmm. 27, 29. She decided to go against it for whatever reason. Maybe she didn't find the right guy or she put her career first. Mm -hmm. But one of those things she did and you th you know you think she's the right mother but she actually proven to you because she is not a mother yet with 30 yeah. that she's already almost like you again you it's something that you can already see as a you know i i always say don't trust what women say trust what they do mm. and she with 30 done what not being a mother mm. and you take her so that already can disqualify and then the other thing is, as you know, the more time a woman has in a dating market, the yeah. higher the chances are that something went wrong along the way. Mm -hmm. The higher chances are she've been with fuckboys. The yeah. higher chances are she's been with uh, with loyal losers. Mm -hmm. The higher chance she she was a, you know uh, uh, um, her her parents were divorced and were mm -hmm. living and 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 her mom encourages her. To not stay in a relationship if she if something goes wrong and to switch and always move along the that's and that's just by definition i'm not saying every 30 year old woman is like that 
but the chances that she is are just higher than if she's 23 right so there's there's many more things that you put on board just to have a mature conversation with a person right and another thing and i for me it's a very very important thing and for you it is too I'm sorry, but a, a 23 year old is hotter than a 30 year old. And I'm not even saying if you compare the, her, if yeah. you like her at 30, imagine how she was at 23. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't. even even compared to her younger self, mm. she's just hotter. So you have that hotness for mm. longer if you pick her at a younger stage. Mm. But you put yourself in a very, very tough situation. If you pick a girl and you really fall in love with her mm. at 31 to maybe at 33 make tough decisions to end a relationship that is actually nice mm -hmm. because yes you might have got to know her and she might be the right woman from the personality standpoint mm. but then you see all of those other red flags when you 45 she's 43 yeah or when you're 45 she's 32 it's a mm. completely different conversation. You make it more sustainable over a long period of time, not mm. only for a short window of a year or two or three. And also you have a bigger, I don't, I know you don't want one child. Yeah. I don't want, I want three children. Mm. You For three children, you have to give a woman at least five years. We know it. And then maybe three, maybe you want to have four children. You don't know, mm. right? So, but you don't have that conversation at all. You can hope to have one healthy child with a mm -hmm. 32 33 year old mm -hmm. so and 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 that maybe has not she may be a beautiful person that yeah. has nothing to do with her mm -hmm. but why would you put your eggs into a basket that are almost destined to kind of fail mm -hmm. as you move forward right so that's kind of my my general and and that's why i felt you contradict yourself because you mm -hmm. kind of look for wife and material but mm -hmm. your selection of woman is actually mm -hmm. everything but to check those YP boxes, you know? Correct, and and on that point, Mark, I think us being in the know about something like this, us understanding this process, us understanding sort of the female uh, sexual value chart and, and, and realizing, okay, a woman is obviously more attractive and more uh, fertile at the age of 23, 25, et cetera, as opposed to being 30, 31. Not everybody knows this, not the whole world knows this. The women themselves are blinded by the fact that they themselves think they're actually more high value as they're getting older with age because they're putting a value on money, career, you know, buying a house, shit like this. So <clears throat> we do sometimes fall into the, well, I do, I do fall into the, uh, the pit sometimes where, okay, shit, you know what? Girl's good, good career, good talk, everything about her, you know, very fantastic body, you know, beautiful looking girl. You sometimes ignore some of these things. And I think that's what generally, has been you know my downfall in recent times you know even looking back at maybe the past five years that you've known me there's been clear indicators that maybe at the time i didn't know okay well this should automatically qualify the girl i allowed it whether it's somebody who's maybe already in her 30s whether it's somebody who's already got a child whether it's somebody who's already got emotional baggage she's carrying over from her old relationship like there's so many different um major red flags that one tends to ignore, A, because they just don't know it's a fucking red flag, 
or B, they think, you know what, maybe it's not that bad at all. And maybe it's something that we can live with. So those are generally the two things. But the more you learn about it, the more you talk about it, the more you, uh, you know, listen to your content, that's how you generally find out about it. But the first instance, the first, um, I want to say the reaction is always, no, 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 no. Dirty's not that old. It's okay if she has a kid, you know. The first reaction is always like that. It's only when you get involved in it when you fucking realize, hold on, you know what, it's all bullshit. And, and the crazy thing is you told me also that deep down you knew she's not the right one. Yeah. And deep down you knew with your previous relationship also she's not the right one. But yeah. you still elevated them to a queen status. You still made them feel as if they are the right one. You really did. And it gave you a lot of back too. So don't get me yeah. wrong. I understand the whole thing. But in a certain way, there's a certain deep-rooted dishonesty that was at the, at the basis of the whole thing. And you know it kind of thing. You know what I mean? The caveat there is, I know once they're in the queen status and once you're getting to know them a little bit more, that, nah, this, nah. Ah, uh, okay. That's, okay, so it's not at the regular level. It's the regular level, then it's, it's just... It's not that at the start-start, but... But no, I'm no, no. saying you should have actually knowing it at the start, start, because they can't do anything about their age. They can't do anything about if they have children or not. You know what I mean? This is the point. And every, I've, if I look back at my dating history for the past five years, every woman I have dated has taught me a fucking lesson, has taught me something in this area that she's got a child. Well, you know what? The likelihood of this working out is fucking zero. And it's about knowing that at the regular level, so not to basically promote them into being a wifey status. Or if a girl is reliving her youth now, you know, as a, as a kid, you know, from the age of 20 to 25, she was in medical school and she spent all her time doing study. And now all of a sudden she's started working and now she wants to live that party lifestyle. It's knowing and identifying that while she's in the regular, while she's in the rotation and not to promote her into queen status. 100%. And you learn this Maybe you learned it with uh, without doing the experience. I learned it by <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I learned it. Yeah, it's it's both experience and and knowledge. But th what pains me is that by elevating them to a queen status, yeah, you have immense opportunity cost because yeah. you spent the time that could have been spent to actually get to know a woman who mm. could be a queen and a wife. You spend it on them. You plan the trips with them. You get to know better them, yeah. right? And again, they might be great mm. and they maybe deserve a lot, right? But not from you. Yeah. And that's the thing. And you actually take the opportunity to genuinely, honestly try to learn how mm. to connect to younger women mm. and then how to find within the younger woman, the one you, you actually can intellectually also relate to why they are still a little bit of a raw diamond. Mm. You know, in my relationship, you know, it's it's the 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 age difference is 11 years, 10, uh, 12 years, 13 years. Mm -hmm. Right. And I have very deep intellectual conversations with those girls because it's not about I don't want them necessarily have all the experience. They can have that experience with me. Mm -hmm. I can add that experience as the guy they get the experience from. But what they need to bring to the table is kind of the raw intelligence or understanding. Mm -hmm and respect that they got mm -hmm. from their nurturing side and, 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 and from their parents. But as long as they have the intelligence, they're raw in a diamond that you can shape mm -hmm. as being that experience that shapes them, mm -hmm. right? And if they're in their 20s, early 20s, the better it is. 
Yeah. I would say 19, 18 is almost too young. But you go into 20, 21, 22, 23, they are very much way more mature. Those few years really help them to mature. And then you see, is that girl more of a party girl? I'm then okay, then she will be just a one night stand. Fine. Take the experience, move on. But then there's other girls who notice that actually not the life, again, yeah. through their own brain and maturity, but also through the education they got from their house, uh, you know, from their dads and moms. They are like, no, no, I don't feel comfortable with that whole party thing. When they get you, they literally grasp on you because you can give them that excitement, mm -hmm. that traveling, that experience, that crazy sex without them being on a dick carousel and fucking around all the time. Mm -hmm. Because they have certain desire, you know, they, they're very horny in their 20s, mm -hmm. but they, they don't necessarily want to, they want to get to be with a guy where they don't feel like they're missing out. Yeah. Right. And again, just to make my point, I feel like if you commit to those women, mm. you just have a huge opportunity cost mm -hmm. to actually find a genuine wife material. And yeah. even if she doesn't work out as a wife, you at least been with a girl where you deep down knew she could have been it. Mm. Right. The <clears throat> so the special treatment that you've basically mentioned before on somebody who is in queen status taking her on holidays or doing all this kind of stuff just to double click on that a little bit 90 percent of the things that i would have done in my own usual routine whether it's going on you know a work trip a uh, work trip to france uh, you know paris or going to italy or going to uh portugal for work these are all things that i would have done for work anyways and having a weekend either side of that trip as spare for myself and inviting the girl to come for one of those weekends for me i don't see there's any type of special treatment there for me it's like hey i'm gonna be here i'm already gonna do my thing it would be great for you to join and actually have some fun together so it's it's not really what i would call special treatment mark the hun you know what i agree with you is on the opportunity cost so that is definitely something where I think, okay, well, time could be better spent on better potential or better prospects. It's like you're, uh, you know, working on a deal for 100K or you're working on a deal for 5K, right? Where is the time better spent? Of course, it's better spent over here. But in my situation, I haven't done enough qualification early stage to recognize whether it's a 100K deal or a 5K deal. And that's what I'm trying to get better at. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Okay, even at regular status, figure out is this person going to be someone who I can elevate into queen status who could then potentially turn into wife status right and that's where the uh, discrepancy has been with me for, uh, for maybe three years to ago. use your analogy also it is important to invest time in deals that you know have a potential to be a million dollar deal yeah and not to invest in a small market with small companies with a lot of regulatory issues that you know even if you close a deal there, it's going to be a small deal. And a lot of that is going to be like a lot of headache, a lot of legal work. You don't want that. No. Right. So that's what I mean. And if you go for, you know, girls in your age, that just what's what the problem is going to be. Correct. Right. Um, Correct. So, um, yeah. So just to shift that a little bit and then learn how to live in that world. It just I think going to, you know, if you come tomorrow to me with a say, hey, Mark, she's, you know, and you have certain criteria in your head, but she is, you know, 24, she is yeah. Muslim, 
Her parents are together. She's just been in a three-year-long relationship, mm -hmm. right? In her wild twenties, that she's out of and she struggles with it. I got mm -hmm. to know her. You know, we we've seen each other five times. We still haven't slept with each other, but we're getting to know each other better, and we're getting there. All of those kind, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. See, that sounds like that sounds like a dream. Yeah. Right. But you come to me and say, hey, she's 32. She has already a child. She has tattoos. She has fake tits. She, she is, she's, I got to know her in the club. She was completely drunk. You know, uh, it was a one night stand, but she is feminine and she's nice and sweet. And, you know, she treats me well. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's great that she treats you well. But, you know, it's just, it's just the, the foundation is, is mm. not there. Yeah. It's the prerequisite that we yeah. should. And I think. <clears throat> I've not set those boundaries or set those prerequisites where, okay, the person should only qualify into queen status if she has all of these. Whereas in you being doing it longer, you know, having a bit more of an experience in uh, the theoretical side of things, but also applying it and practicing it. Maybe you've had that experience and maybe you've learned from some of your mistakes in the past as well. But similarly as yourself, this journey, it's been very much a trial and error until you know, until you actually go through it all, you don't fucking realize, okay, well, what I'm doing is a big, a bit of a mistake. This is an opportunity cost that I could be spending with somebody potentially who's a lot better or somebody who's going to be a potential wifey. So now when you go through it one time over, two times over, three times over, then you realize, okay, well, hold on a minute here. There's a certain pattern of behavior for myself here that I need to eliminate and I need to do better uh, filter, filtering from regular to queen. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if you have the the notes on your uh, in front of you if you want to target anything specific we've discussed there but one of the things that i was curious to know more about and i think that's maybe the struggle that you have to when you're in a relationship to not see those signs is because as you said before you tend to fall for certain psychological let's call them tricks mm. that women use on you and those mm -hmm. tricks are usually not, hey, man, do this and that. It's not like we see with a, with men, because yeah. we identify very quickly the dominance game. It's the, mm -hmm. I put you down. I'm stronger than you. I'm better than you. Usually yeah. not that. It's usually very subtle, shaming, very mm -hmm. subtle. I'm the victim and you force it on me. Yeah. Very subtle. I'm treated unfairly. The doggy eyes which we tend men just tend to respond to this kind of like a mercy for way we tend to then you know put push our things to the side and really see yes wait a second what what i'm actually contributed to this it is actually my fault it's actually she's actually right and then you fall into that trap right yeah yeah and, and, and that's sorry please finish. No, no, go ahead uh that's 100% the reason why once she had found out that I'm dating other girls or I've been seeing other girls, it's at that point where these different tricks came into play. And it's not knowing. Um, it's knowing and not knowing. Knowing that, okay, she is playing the victim card. She is playing the victim mindset. How could you do this to me? You know, I didn't think you were like this type of person. You know, I trusted you. So all these different phrases or statements, whatever they might be, it's like a fucking dagger. It's like a fucking 
it, it hits you because you're like, well, hold on a minute here. I've given you everything I possibly can from a uh, male standpoint or from a boyfriend standpoint or from, from what I could have done. I've done everything, but then this, uh, you know, small thing in my eyes, but this little thing is something that's triggering you to play the victim card. To basically, uh, you know, turn around and, and, and start crying and basically giving all these um, emotional blackmailing statements. So I remember when it happens, and I remember very vividly, it was um, a case of her finding messages, her realizing, um, you know, that I haven't uh, just been seeing her, I've been seeing other women as well. And her playing that to a T, as, as, as you can imagine. And where I probably should have held my frame, I probably should have said, well, this is how things work with me. I've been, you know, this is my uh, schedule. You either get on the train or you fuck off or you get off the train. Instead of keeping that fucking strong frame, it was back into scarcity mindset because there are no other records. I don't have any other videos. You know, it's all the... Everything is pretty much all eggs are in one basket. And I think it plays on that nice guy mindset that's been installed into us or instilled into us from fucking youth. You know, whether it's your 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 mom or your dad or your sisters or whoever it is telling you, hey, you have to be nice to girls, you can't do this, you have to be like this. It's 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 instilled into you. Seeking validation, making sure they're okay. Hey, did can I do anything to help or do you need anything or can I do it? It's constantly fucking being that nice guy which when a woman's breaking down crying for you at this moment you 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 basically feel like oh shit i did this to her this, mm. i'm that fucking bad person i'm the guy oh shit this is my fault baby i'll do whatever it takes i'll fix things up I'll, I'll you become that fucking guy to either it's to stop the tears or to stop the emotional blackmailing from her side or it's to stop you know her even Continuously thinking about it because from that point, the relationship's only going one way if you submit to her frame. And that was something that I had to basically stand up, hold my ground, but I didn't. And that was that was the triggering point of where the downfall of that relationship happened. And I could probably carry on on more things of you know what else uh, you know happened from there on in. But I, I probably best for you to comment on that first. Yeah, the the important thing here is it's it's really not about um hey i haven't had any regulars right or hey i haven't it's it's it doesn't matter hmm. it's more about and i think i said it to you before you can't be ashamed yeah or be afraid to be who you are hmm. she got to know you when you've been dating other women she got to love you when you've been dating other women. She got attracted to the Z who is, you know, for lack of better terms, is spinning plates. She doesn't know it, but that's who you've been able to be to her while you've been doing it. Yeah. You and you need to, if you want to make her happy mm. and if you want to really her true love, yeah. You need to keep to be the guy she got to know. Who mm -hmm. was that? But you, she asked you to do something. Mm. It's like almost like a, a patient asks a doctor, can you please uh, give me morphium? Right? Because I feel that pain. Mm. 
but you also as a doctor should know better no i can't give you that because yeah. then you're not going to feel the pain you can't tell me if my medicine works or if the operation went but but she doesn't know it yeah. because she's not a doctor right and she asks you for something that you know long term will harm her mm -hmm. right but i'm also not saying and i say it many many times there's nothing wrong to be monogamous to a woman but it has to be your choice mm -hmm. not choice because of her because mm -hmm. she pushed you into that no you do it when you feel it's right because you know i can be monogamous and keep who i am intact right not become something else mm. because i'm now monogamous now i have to figure out how the new monogamous z is what it yeah. is like yeah and it, it basically played on that where it is because i have hurt her because i have broken her trust because i've done this it's now oh shit! it's on me to make things better it's on me. You know, you take ownership of that and say, okay, well, your happiness is now my responsibility. I'm going to make you happy by being monogamous, by doing this, by doing this. You, you basically lose your frame, submit to hers, and then from there on in, it's basically only going to go one way, which is down. And, and I say you should avoid or not really do anything that hurts a woman on purpose. But if you being yourself mm. hurts her, mm. right, then there are two ways. It's to, on one side, try to make clear to her that there's really that the, the, what she's experiences or heard is actually, you know, it's, 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 it's almost like, um, it's like almost like in the gym. You know, I try to find analogies around here yeah, where, yeah. where you see, feel the growth pain, yeah. right? But it's actually a positive pain. I'm not saying it's what she perceived as, as being hurt is actually not, not that way. So basically reframing what she's feeling, putting it in a context and helping her to understand what is actually happening. And then mm -hmm. she's actually understands, wait a second, I don't love him despite of him dating other women. I love him because of it, because it makes him who he is, mm. right? Or if that's not an option, well, then you have to go walk away. Yeah. That's just okay. If you can't deal with it perfectly fine, I understand that. But I'm not going to change for you. I might change as I see fit moving yeah. forward for myself, potentially, but I can't promise that because mm. it's me and I'm going to see how I am and decide at that point in time. But I can't yeah. just do it for you. And you're not going to say that to her, but you say, because you otherwise will not respect me. You yeah. want to be with a man who is yeah. who he is with or without me. You don't want to be with a man who is a push pushover just because you had a hissy fit. He just changes his life and, and moves mountains for you. Mm. No, it makes sense. To that point, it's very easy for me to, in hindsight, identify the exact point at which, you know, the, 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 the game was over, if you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but it, it still continued on for you know a few, few, few uh, months after that as well. And it was tipping of the balance. You know, it's me knowing that, okay, shit, I got to make things up now. I actually have to almost claw back some of that um, lost respect. I don't even know if you would call it, but I have to claw yes. back. You know, it's that mindset you get into, right? It's a very strange one, but it's, 
you automatically think, okay, I have hurt her. I have to now come back and I have to make things better. And I will work on this relationship and I will make things better. And I, you turn this into your problem as opposed to, you know what, this is. And you start chasing her. You, you, um, in, in a sense, it shifts the dynamic. You, you chase for validation from her to make things. Exactly. You're getting better. Yeah. Everything's getting better, right? We're, we're, we're improving. That's what it becomes. Correct. And yeah. And and that's just you know, it is the start of the end. Yeah, and and that's pretty much what led to us basically parting ways and uh, going our own separate way as well. Um, I think through this particular relationship, there's a lot to take away. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot sort of um, golden nuggets that I've taken away and I've sort of learned from. Obviously, the age thing, but secondly, you know, figuring out the uh, trigger triggering um emotional blackmailing and, and manipulation that generally happens where prior to this i would have ex accepted that from every relationship i would have thought hey you know it's female nature of course they get emotional they cry they do this but it's recognizing that you know it is you know it's it's almost on fucking it's, it's click of a button and it fucking happens like you know it's, it's it's a lot of times it can be on demand from the woman's perspective, where if she's feeling she's losing a battle or she's losing an argument or if she's not getting her own way, this is what comes into play. And us, look, we, we're ultimately not fucking trying to hurt our girl. We're not trying to do anything bad for her. We don't want to cause her any pain. And the natural instinct from us is actually, you know what? Let me make things better. Let me improve on this. And that's what they always play at as women. Um, so yeah, the key takeaway from this particular relationship are mainly those two nuggets and basically working on myself to make things better for any future relationship that I'm on. Yeah. I, I don't know if you wanted to cover any other point, but there is one thing that I also wanted to point out that I've mm -hmm. seen with, with this relationship, but I also see with many, many other relationships that I observe. And it's actually quite, was quite vivid if we look at how your relationship ended, because you actually... Didn't you celebrate your birthday or was it her birthday? My birthday. No, your birthday. Exactly. So just before you broke up, a few mm -hmm. days before you celebrated your birthday and you've done actually many, many beautiful things with each other. You know, mm -hmm. she did the massage for you. You went to like uh, that destroying event where you pick things and then you destroy them together. Yeah. And I'm sure you made great gifts for her you traveled together mm -hmm. you had great fancy food mm -hmm. all of those those things that will look great on instagram yeah. in the end didn't mean shit yeah you know what i mean because that's if you would like outside looking in you say well look at them they're two successful people good looking people having a good time buying each other gifts presents having massages together mm -hmm. You know, living in fancy houses, traveling mm. the world. Mm. And then two days later, you text me, it's over, Mark. You know what I mean? And I would like really to point that thing out, that mm. it's almost really doesn't matter what mm. you do for each other yeah. around all those luxury things. Mm -hmm. If who you are to each other yeah. doesn't work. Mm. And it's actually way more important, you know, you, you to not having anything with each other, sitting with each other in the empty room, yeah. looking at each other. But the relationship can help and beautiful because you truly connected to each other. You truly understand each other. There's a truly, you know, 
healthy power disbalance, mm-hmm. disbalance where she looks up to you and you look take care of her because of this. And there's really that sweetness to each other, independent of what everything else is. I'm not saying everything else doesn't matter, but it's not as important as this deep, true connection that mm-hmm. can't be quantified by the date, by the money you spend, by the mm-hmm. cars you drive, by mm-hmm. the by the gifts you make. Mm-hmm. Because we all see that around us and then we hear the news, oh, they broke up. Oh, yeah. they're this. Oh, they're that. So if you think, and I'm not saying you, but in general, if people mm-hmm. think they can buy love, that you can't. It's yeah. just depending on what how how much money you have, mm. it depends how much love costs. Mm-hmm. Some <laughs> spend a little, some spend a lot, but and then they spend. But yeah. that money doesn't matter at all. It's yeah. all about true connection between two people where yeah. they where they build respect and in a kind of on on a healthy psychological ground. Right. Yeah. Um and yeah, you can't buy this. You can't. And and you know, just to make things clear, this is not one of those situations where, you know, the relationship has been driven because of the fancy restaurants or the trips away or the money, right? There's not a single moment that I've ever thought, okay, gold digger vibes or, you know, she's only in it for the money. I think the relationship was built on a true, real emotional connection. We were very much um, very understanding of each other's emotional and current being and and basically loved the fact that you know we're actually growing together and not just sort of independently in our own way but we were willing to listen to each other's views regardless of whether you know the person might be left-wing i'm right-wing or whether we're social uh the other person is a socialist i'm a capitalist there's always a room in the middle where we could come share ideas figure things out and there was always a, a meeting of minds where we could figure these things out and actually come together. And I not for a minute think that, you know, the relationship was based on any sort of materialistic thing. It was very much a deep, meaningful uh, connection that we both had. However, there are certain things which, you know, are out of my control that I cannot help. Whether it is influence from the wrong type of people in our life. Whether it's influence from other relationships that she's um, witnessing or seeing where the power struggle, there is no power struggle because the female wears the trousers in the relationship and the man is always fucking accepting of it, right? Fucking female says to wash the dishes, the man's washing the dishes. Even her giving me examples of that so many times, it made me realize, okay, well, you know, just so you know, I'm not one of them type of guys, you know, you're not going to catch me fucking doing all this kind of shit. So just FYI, this is how it is. But the main thing and there's probably five or six sort of things that led up to it. the main thing which uh you know breaking down the relationship um you know into into a more granular uh, level was down to stubbornness stubbornness on my part i'm a very stubborn guy mark you know me a long long time once i know you've crossed the border or you you've crossed the um across the line and you've actually um done something that i will never accept i'm done and for me, there's no compromise. There's no fucking talking my way out of this. You're never going to say anything to bring me back into the zone where actually we can make this work. And that was sort of the triggering point. That's what it was. And for her standpoint, again, she does have this uh, stubbornness about herself as well. But once I'm a closed off, you know, once I've closed off to her, I'm not listening to her. I've kind of 
not even giving her the opportunity to explain some of those um, things that she had done. For me, it was game set and match. There was no no coming back. So the way it ended, it wasn't necessarily down to her and maybe the way she has acted. I don't think so. It was, I knew what she had done was wrong. I explained it to her. She took no accountability, no responsibility, no apologies even. And for me, it was a huge sign of disrespect from her that I wasn't able to uh, basically stomach and I was not going to take it any forward. Um, and, you know, in any healthy breakup, I'd like to say the main thing is to cut all communications, cut all ties. So that's what I did. Blocked on every um, possible uh, app you can imagine. So blocked on uh, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, all these different mediums, how she, you know, she can't get in contact with me. We're both in different cities, so there's no chance of uh, basically banging into her or seeing her. And uh, generally, there's been no... Uh, proactive way for her to reach out to me and even if there was there probably wouldn't be a response going back the other way but the the the, the sort of uh, the um overall relationship it wasn't built on a foundation of materialistic things it, it was a deep meaningful connection there. and that's, yeah. that's what i'm trying to get at and yeah I, I i didn't try to make a point that your relationship was built on materialistic but i'm just saying from outside looking it in you know, you could see all of those great things that you've done together, yeah. right? But it doesn't necessarily tell you anything about the health of the relationship, yeah. right? That's one I'm just trying to say, um, uh, because you know, some some people might not do it, and they their relationship is just perfectly fine. It's it's not necessary about this. But what I struggle here a little bit with when you tell me it was built on a meaningful connection, um. It can mean many things. Yeah. And for me, a general foundation for meaningful connection between man and woman is where the woman needs the man more than the man needs the woman. Yeah. I don't think at any point that was the case in your relationship. Would you agree? I thought it was it was maybe fifty fifty. I think I think I think I disagree. Um, first couple of months, maybe not so much, but then since then, I believe the balance did shift towards her chasing more after me and not so much myself after her. So there was okay. extra focus from her put on to me. Not to say you know there was no reciprocation from my side, and I didn't necessarily put in the effort, or I didn't try, or I didn't basically chase after her as well. I did, but. Generally, 70-30 was probably all driven from her side to my side. The and that changed? No. It didn't necessarily change. It didn't change to the point where I'm chasing her. I changed some of my ways that led to maybe her losing some respect. Meaning, I went from being the guy who went to the gym seven days a week to now maybe going once a week, if even. I went from being a guy who was eating really healthy food to now eating junk food. I went from a guy who basically was on my mission in life, not willing to spend too much time with women because I have, hey, listen, I got a fucking business to run over here. I got fucking shit to do. I got these clothes. I went from that guy to then focusing more and giving her more of my time because I thought that was the natural evolution of what a relationship should be like. So chasing didn't change. I think the chasing level of chasing remained the same. I just maybe removed some of the priorities that I had on gym, healthy living, 
maybe also some friends, you know, we, uh, I probably didn't dedicate enough time to yourself, Mark, either. So I do apologize for that. But then some of that shifted into time that I spent with her. I think that, that, that two, uh, you actually, there are two things to clarify here. One thing is when you very, at the very start of our conversation, you said, Hey, I don't want to just jump right back into it. I actually want to focus on myself and yeah. get, you know, training going on. I, yeah. in my head was thinking, what, why would you change anything? Yeah. Because you are in or within or without the relationship. You are who you are. You train, you eat, you do your thing not yeah. based on if you're with a girl or not. Mm. So that was already like, I thought that's the first mistake that yeah. you have. If, if you, once you're single, have to mm. change anything around the things you, that maintain your health and your fitness and your yeah. drive and all of those stuff, you already know something went wrong in the relationship. Mm. So that's number one. But number two, I kind of can't agree with you where you say the chasing changed because when she put an ultimatum, in front of you telling you wait a second yeah you are basically cheating on me mm. you know i'm gonna walk away yeah if you don't change yeah. that means i don't need you as much i will not tolerate that mm. as you need me and you and you said you didn't say oh wait if you don't need me don't worry you can go no you said no no no, 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 no. don't go away yeah i need you more then I value whatever I've done, mm. that I value who I am, that mm. I value what my lifestyle has been before. So mm. I'm happy to change for you and you're not happy to accept me as I am. So I will change for you. So that shifts for me the dynamic to she needing you less than you need her because mm. you literally manifested it in the decision that was there. So yeah. it's very, you know, down to semantics, but there was no ultimatum ever put in place. This was my own inner nice guy that basically said, Hey, you know what? I've been, you know, when I was in London, I was seeing multiple girls that were doing X, Y, and Z. You know what? Let me, I'm, I'm going to double down. I'm going to make sure that, you know, I give you the, 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 the right attention and give you the right um, amount of emotional and, you know, physical and basically every type of contribution that I can to make this work. And you know what? I don't reckon I can do it. Let's give it a go. So it's it's not so much her giving me an ultimatum. It's almost me coming forward and fucking telling her, hey, you know what? I'll fucking make this better. I'll make it work. So maybe even it's probably even a worse thing than her giving me an ultimatum that I'm coming forward and, and making this uh, self. Uh, yeah, you starting. You say you you feeling guilty of right. oh, I just invested thirty percent. I just invested forty percent, right. which is actually what made it work yeah. which is actually the healthy part you said no 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 let me make up for it let me invest 60 percent. let me invest 70 percent. let me show her what z can do and yeah. whatever problems you have i can solve them for you and that's exactly what that shift was right. and that puts it again away from actually a meaningful connection because i said that part of that meaningful connection is that she is somewhat you know looking up to you and needs you way more than she she knows you will be just fine without her mm. but she will not be just fine without you yeah. and that's a, such an important part within a relationship that we we, we tend to underestimate it B again between man and wo woman not necessarily between man and man but between man and woman i think it's a very very important foundation for a healthy relationship that kind of disbalance of power mm. no agree 
I, I think so. Come back to your point. Instead of saying disagree, I probably agree that so the balance did change in that case, right? So where it went from her seventy thirty, it's now actually me building up my thirty percent and actually valid, um, you know, going after her to basically chase and maybe uh, do all the things that I felt I didn't do in the initial and, phase. And that's where she then felt like comfortable enough to then talk badly, maybe behind your back, you know be more passive aggressive actually start blackmailing you emotionally actually yeah. you know putting and and that's brought that toxicity in because usually a woman would do that once she knows she you look up to her now yeah because she wouldn't do that if she really feels like wait wait wait, wait, wait. i need to really think twice what i'm doing here because mm -hmm. he's a busy man he has options and even if he's not seeing anyone else he has the potential to see anyone he wants mm -hmm. you know he got yeah. to know me somehow so he can also get to know someone else too correct but if she doesn't feel that way what do you think she's going to do okay i'm now going to nag and tease and mm -hmm. push and try to figure out where his boundaries is and how much i can maybe when where yeah. i can where his break point is correct yeah and, that, and and that's what it is right i think the general sort of way of a woman approaching this is they they push 90 percent or 99 percent just up before breaking point and then they pull back or yep. there's push as far as they can and pull back and it's almost on the man to then hold you know basically hold up his hand and say no 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 line cross you hit breaking point yeah and i think that what it that's what it came down to as well and an element of that is you know her probably losing respect for me because now it's the, the, the power balance has changed where it's almost me chasing validation from her on everything that i've done wrong and actually trying to make things better on that side um but also me me recognizing that you know what this is this is not the z who i want to be this is not the z who z was a year and a half ago right i've, I've ultimately allowed this relationship to fucking mold me and change me to a completely different person which okay on, on the face of it still got my company still working uh, really hard there i'm still you know, doing my doing my usual traveling and uh, Instagram stuff, but deep down, there are things have changed. I've stopped going to the gym. Part of that is because I've gotten comfortable here. Part, you know, I've stopped eating healthy food. Part of that is because I've gotten comfortable. Maybe not nothing to do with her uh, specifically telling me not to go, but it's just the fucking relaxation that I've gotten into. It's the comfort zone that I've placed myself into that's allowed me to get there. So. Picturing all this together and basically the breaking point that she had crossed for me, it was a uh, completely different scenario that I didn't want to be in. Yeah. Well, the that was really useful. Um, and yeah, thank you for sharing all of that. Um, as you know, I have a hard stop in ten minutes. Um, but uh, before we go, um, what's kind of the next big thing for you? You know, I know you have. Um, you know your financial year is closing yeah. and um there's a lot of things to do uh you know within your company but more on the on the private side are you planning anything specific uh to kind of get back out there um uh i know the dubai uh um uh, dating life can be quite uh, uh complicated or you mm -hmm. at least you need to you need to uh figure it out so what what kind of like the the next the next goals for you the next things that you see for yourself in the next maybe three to six months so um next to three six you know three to six months are going to be pretty um scattered for me in terms of where i'm going to be uh, situated 
I'm going to be spending a lot of time here in Dubai, of course, but then I have to move back to Ireland for a couple of bits uh, just to help out the family and a few things that need to happen over there. I'm probably going to spend maybe a couple of weeks in uh, London uh, during this time period as well. So it's going to be a little bit of traveling, so a little bit disruptive on the schedule. So I don't think I'll necessarily have the time to dedicate specifically for dating and going out and meeting women or whether it's on the applications. But during this time, what I can do is I can begin to focus on myself, working out, eating clean, eating healthy, figuring out, okay, well, what are the red flags that I should be identifying on women immediately? It's working out, okay, what level do I put in, um, you know, when it comes to a regular coming into a queen? So it's some of those foundational uh, Lego blocks that I need to work on first before I start looking at maybe bringing in some of those top of funnel leads again. So I don't think it's necessarily a um, del delaying tactic that I'm trying to stop. Of course, if there's somebody I meet in the daily life or anything like that, it's, it's fine, but it's not something I'm necessarily going to be putting a lot of my time or effort into. Uh, with the disruptive schedule that I have, uh, I think it's good for me just so I can actually get back into the swing of things, into back into traveling and not having to worry, worry about any restrictions there. And then back in Dubai probably for February, uh, during which time I think there'll probably be a much better, uh, we should probably have a catch up then and uh, maybe have another podcast at that point. So I can actually fully give you a debrief on how <clears throat> yeah. three months went and then exactly what the Dubai date in life was like. Man, um, a lot of things going on in your life as always. And yeah, I very much appreciate uh, your time and, and just, you know, the friendship we've, we've had over the years. So um, very, very, very useful and helpful. And uh, um, well, man, uh, you know, again, thanks for everything. Thanks for your time. And yeah, we'll speak soon again. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this episode, definitely subscribe to our podcast and you will get notified when the next episode is out. And for more personal development content, feel free to visit our website at nicetoalpha.com. Until next time, all the best.